He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk. Here's a guy that has a deep understanding of how to make defenses work. Hello to the Late Snap community. Daniel and I are back once again for a very special Christmas edition of the Late Snap. And guess what? The great man from Sydney is here in person. Daniel, what are you doing here in Melbourne? It's great to see you, my great friend. Yeah, one of the many joys of Christmas time is obviously usually travel down to see the family. And uh, we've been lining this up for a while, the chance to do an in-person pod. So very excited. But obviously, listeners will know this is a little bit late. And the biggest reason for that is me and Dice play each other in fantasy this week. And, and I did lose. And I was just too bitter to sit down with you, to be honest with you, Dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We play each other in our NFL fantasy comp. We've been playing for about 10 years in this comp. And Daniel, I thought you'd be the favourite going into the matchup. You had a lot of good players. Probably all your best players, unfortunately, ended up on the bench for this week's matchup. And I uh, got the result by about 30 points. Yeah, unfortunate. You had uh, a lot of good players not actually on the field for you. You had Devontae Adams score about 25 points. We had the flu game on that massacre that occurred on Thursday Night Football. You had Ty Ty Chandler score 25 points as well. On the, on the Sunday morning. What happened to your team, D? Was it just a case of the manager mismanaging his players? Yeah, a bit of that. We talked prior to the game. You were trying to sort of curse me before the game, saying, oh, your team's so good, and <laughs> everyone on your team's got a great matchup. And it was true. I was rippled and sort of sorry, riddled by a lot of anxiety in the sense that I had a lot of players with good matchups. I didn't really know who to field, so... Had Ty Chandler and Devonta Adams. Only bench Adams because a lot of rumors going to the game that he was pretty unwell. And Ty Chandler, you know, he just hadn't had the game, the breakout game yet. He obviously looked promising. But to bench him, I would have had to bench Bjorn Robinson or, or Zach Moss, who had a lot of touches the week before and um, was a really good matchup too. So Field Moss breaks his arm after a very promising start, must <laughs> He say. scored a touchdown very early. He's on 12 points after about a quarter. I'm like, yeah. oh, now i got to put the Darcy curse in there. Mm. <laughs> I think the biggest thing I've learned this year, and, and probably should have already learned, is that you shouldn't field rookies in a big playoff matchup. So I've gone Bjorn Robinson and Zay Flowers in big form. Bjorn Robinson, let's look at his stats here. Ooh, nearly negative points, talking. Well, so, in, in some fancy leagues, he did score negative. Seven... Carries for 11 yards. Okay, three receptions God. for... Three targets for one reception for three yards and a fumble. What What the hell happened in that game? The Falcons lost to the Panthers in Carolina and the tickets were about 45 cents, D. How did Bjorn Robinson, the guy that you had me on board with as well in all my fantasy leagues as the breakout star this year, how did he score 0.4 of a point? Have things just fallen apart so badly in Atlanta? Yeah, it was a, a strange one in the sense that you know, Carolina... Their defense is better than their offense, but it's certainly against the rush, definitely. It wasn't a great uh, running defense. So I thought Bjorn Robinson would go sort of crazy on them, um, despite being sort of quiet the few weeks before. Um, but then they just basically gave up on him. He had a few bad carries where he didn't get much yardage, and they got went to... Um, My man, Tyler Legier. Yeah, your Frenchman, Legier. Um, got a lot of carries. Caught up Pattinson, got a little bit of work. Um, they just gave up on him quickly, and... Yeah, sort of, as I said, fielded Zay Flowers as well. Um, had one reception yeah. for the game. I watched that. Um, there was a lot of Rashad Bateman. There was a lot of Isaiah Likely. Mm. A lot of passes not caught by a lot of their receivers in that game. Mainly Zay Flowers. He didn't get any targets, I feel, in that game. 
No. And, and they were in front, they were front running the whole game as well. And notice in that game, the Jags had so many opportunities in the red zone, they just fluffed. I think they had four times went into the red zone in the first half, didn't score a single point. I mean, we can talk about the Jags later in this podcast, but similar to your season in fantasy, it just, it's all falling apart at the business end of the year. Yeah, so uh, like we always talk about in games, there's teams that win games and there's teams that lose games. And I really lost this one. I think <laughs> your team showed up. You put up you know, decent points, but... Mm, yeah, but I had players in those show as well. Derek Henry, nine rushes for... Wait, sorry. So I think 20 rushes for nine yards. This is the King Henry. This is one of the best running backs of all time. He scored five total points. What about my hand, my man Jahan Dropson? Two total points. I had some bad scores as well, d True, and it's saying something when Derrick Henry's career worst game was four and a half points better than Bjorn Robertson's game. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough day for you in a few ways, but just a really, really tough day for me. It seems like you were spoiled for choice because you look at your bench, Ty Chandler, 24 points, Devon Adams, 24 points, David Montgomery, 10 points, even though the Titans' D score 13 points, even though Darren Waller came back from the dead for your Giants and you still couldn't win against New Orleans, but the, uh, probably because you couldn't score any points in that game, is that correct? Six points total? Yes, well, uh, it was a bit of a downfall for old Tommy D. But, you know, my true quarterback love, Brock Purdy, um, I did field. And he was one of the people who didn't disappoint me. And I think uh, it's a good segue into talking about, you know, we keep talking about MVP every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really heating up. And it seems like there's two people in San Francisco that are getting a lot of buzz now. Absolutely. I mean, Brock Purdy and all the betting agencies in Australia is a dollar fifty to win the MVP. Seems inconceivable, Mr. Irrelevant, and a guy that we thought might be... Yeah, touch and go there. He starts the year with the elbow surgery. Could be the MVP of the league right now. Why don't you go, D? Why don't you wax lyrically about how good Brock Purdy is and what you expect from him in the massive Christmas Day in America matchup, Boxing Day here between San Francisco and Baltimore. Two one-teeds going head-to-head. How do you see this one unfolding? And what do you expect from the MVP favorite in Brock Purdy? Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, Brock Purdy was trying to put over CMC after the game and was sort of touting him as the MVP. And it's true, I mean, you know, CMC has had such a good year, and um, for sure a lot of Purdy's success comes from that. But, I mean, we see in this league that quarterbacks win MVP, so it'll be really interesting whether uh, the voters uh, go away from that this year. The Ravens 49ers game is a really good game, and there's a few good games this uh, week which we'll talk about, but this, I think, for me, is the, the big, big matchup because Baltimore have been tested a lot, and uh, they've never really been super impressive, but they always just managed to win. Mm. Um, but I don't think you can get away with just kind of just getting by against a 49ers team. Like you'll get crucified. Nah, so. It's it's too hard to just get by because I think Baltimore, they're not a game, but like 20, 24 to 7 yeah. or like 21 to 10. How many times has San Francisco put up a 40-burger in the recent weeks? They scored, what, 45 points against Arizona a week ago. Brock Purdy had four touchdowns himself. CMC had two touchdowns. He was an absolute menace running the ball. I personally, I can't see anyone beating a healthy 49ers for the rest of the season, let alone in this game. I give Baltimore a slight chance because we have to talk about it. The other man, second favorite in the MVP is Lamar Jackson. He got the result against Jacksonville in Jacksonville last Sunday night. Do you think he can trouble the 49ers? Because their defense hasn't been that strong. We saw Drew Locke put up nearly 30 points against them a couple of weeks ago. Kyle Murray put up 30 points against them. Can Lamar and the rushing attack of Baltimore without Keaton Mitchell, who tore his knee last weekend, can that trouble the 49ers' defense? Yeah, we talked about that the Rams put a, a big number of points on them a few weeks ago, and so the 49ers have a similar high-powered offense. And my concern is that the Baltimore defense is not that strong and can't hold the 49ers to a low score. Um, it's going to be a really, really hard game to win. 
we're talking about Keen Mitchell, um, not because, um, you know, I don't think you can overrate him. He's definitely the most explosive and most exciting player on that uh, offense besides Lamar Jackson. I think Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are good rushers, but they're, they're captain, I guess, their explosive power. And, you know, Beckham's not what he used to be. Uh, Flowers has potential, but as we talked about, you know, he can just fade in and out of games as well and can get locked up. So I think for me, although this is a good matchup, it doesn't really feel like a situation where I have any fear that the 49ers might lose. Neither do I. I think in Santa Clara, they're going to put up nearly 40 points. They'll win running away. I'll save it for my bold prediction later, Deep. I think it might be Christmas McCaffrey. I think he could absolutely run to the top of the MVP ladder. Just quickly, who can trouble San Francisco the rest of the year? Who is the team you think, okay, in a Super Bowl, they might be able to just get them, or even in an NFC title game, they can give them some sort of trouble because, well, they, they boat raced Philly. They boat raced Dallas. Who can trouble them right now? Is it the team we saw yesterday take down the Saints? Is it the LA Rams? I don't think the Rams' defense can can hang with um, 49ers in a game. That will be their issue. I guess the sense is we've lost confidence in Philly in terms of what they can do, challenging in NFC. Um, and coming off that most recent Cowboys performance, it's hard to really have a lot of confidence there either. I think the question is in a Super Bowl, can someone from the AFC have a really on day? And I think uh, both Miami and Buffalo, you know, mm. when they're playing well, you know, can be really explosive teams. I don't see them as having the consistency that the 49ers have. Um, I think um, we're seeing last week that, you know, Miami, if you underrate them, sometimes they can pull something out of the hat. And the Bills as well, like, you know, what they did to the, the Cowboys, um, shocked the world in a sense. So um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they don't have our glove, they don't have our confidence anymore. No. But I think um, really, the as I've talked about as well, Baltimore don't give me a lot of confidence, just the matchup against the 49ers. So I think it's just like, you know, can Miami or the Bills have one of those days when it comes to the end of the year? Um, but, you know, I think the 49ers win those kind of matchups nine times out of ten. Yeah, it's very hard for me to see anyone beating the 49ers. You mentioned Miami and Baltimore, but those are kind of the, the hot teams right now in the AFC. And we saw it so many times before. We saw it with Tampa Bay, with Tom Brady. We saw it with Grimmel Packers and Aaron Rodgers way back in the day. If you hit form in December, you can go on a Super Bowl run, but it just feels like San Francisco are the dominant team in the NFL, and it will take a mighty, mighty performance on the day to defeat them. Dick, what other games do you want to talk about this weekend? Unless you've got one more take on the San Francisco 49ers. Got anything else to say about your favorite team? I was just going to say, in terms of, uh, we saw the the Patriots that year when they nearly went undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you'd be clearly the best team, but but lose on the day. And it feels to me like, of course, sorry, you're going to bring up. Oh wait, okay. Yeah, well, you said you want to add anything. Yeah, thought, yeah, go know, for it. If you want, I thought you looked a little bit you, happy. So I thought oh, I yeah, I'm seeing him already. Moss jersey, and you're, you're pissing on the year we lost. But go on. We broke every record apart from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, apart from the most important thing. Yep. I think you can lose on the big day, and and if I'm the 49ers, you know, I'm just doing everything I can to keep healthy the end of the year. So mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you, if you're the 49ers, are you putting anyone in cotton wool? Well, they're, I think they won game clear now of Philly and they got the tiebreaker. Yep. So I think the thing is, you know, they play the very last game of the year. They play the Rams. So the Rams will probably need that game to clinch a six or seven seed. Are they going to give them momentum? Are they going to let them into the playoffs, the team that, probably stopped them winning a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I don't think they're going to rest anyone. And probably with the MVP at stake as well, can they afford to 
rest Purdy for a half or rest CMC for a half. That's an interesting take you've got. I don't think they will rest anyone, but, geez, if they lost Debo or CMC or Trent Williams or Fred Warner, then it really caps what they're capable of as a team because they're so, so top-heavy. That's an interesting one. I don't think they will. Do you reckon they're going to rest anyone? I think this week against the Ravens, they'll they'll get the win because that gives them a possibility of having two-game lead in the tiebreaker, depending on how other things fall. Um, obviously, the Eagles are playing the Giants, so mm. Eagles should win. Well, but I think know. 49ers are playing the Commanders next week. If I'm the 49ers, I'm throwing a few early touchdowns, Purdy to CMC, Purdy to CMC, put 14 points on the board, yeah. and then I'm bringing on the second unit. True. I am... I don't even think you bring in Sam Donald. I think the practice squad from 49ers could beat the Commanders. So. <laughs> I don't think the I think the Commanders are trying to win. No, and old rowboat Ron. The question will then be: Can they get to that game? If they win the next two um, against the Commanders and Ravens, that Rams game should mean nothing for mm. them. Um, which the Rams will be licking their lips about because uh, they would definitely need that last win of the year to be. Um, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, that could set up. It could set up the Rams going to Detroit. Matt Stafford. Playing in Detroit for their first home playoff game in 30 years, that would be absolutely incredible. Dee, what other games are you excited for coming up over the festive season? We've got Christmas Eve games, we've got Christmas Day games, we've got Boxing Day games. I feel like there's a big game on Christmas Day for us, Christmas Eve in America, that's taking place in Miami. Yes, and I think the last week of NFL was definitely an unimpressive week in a sense that there wasn't that many good games. And you're looking at the schedule again, it's a little bit thin. And I think we talk about... There's so many backup quarterbacks in the league, and sometimes that takes away the excitement for those matchups because a lot of those big matchups are like, you know, high quality QB versus high quality QB or high powered offense versus, you know, high powered defense. And there's just not that really salivating matchups anymore. But the uh, Dolphins versus um, Cowboys game, it's two legitimately good teams. And, and we would say they're both, both more offensively. Our teams, mm, yes, um, which is you know shootout always excites the fans. I would say that's the most definitely the uh, the game that I'm looking forward to this week. Besides that, 49ers Ravens games, and I think it's interesting when you got one team coming off an absolute stinker versus one team who came, you know, obviously not against a high quality team in the Jets, but a very convincing performance. Mm, Pitched a shutout, yeah. yeah, without without a healthy Tyreek Hill. So a lot of people were, you know, talking about what could Tua do without Tyreek and. Now, it wasn't a great, great QB performance, but he did everything he needed to do and um, a very solid win against a Jets team that performed well the week before. You mentioned that Tyreek Hill didn't play on the weekend. He's questionable to play in this game. You feel like a Christmas Day game for us in Australia. He's going to play. It's a big game against the Cowboys. I'm interested to see what he can do because it was so weird what happened to him two weeks ago on Monday Night Football. He injured his ankle... He sat around for two quarters. He came back out. He came back off. He came back on. He sat out the last couple of plays of the game. He was ready to play on Saturday. He stood on the sidelines, not playing. I mean, this is the best wide receiver in football. Will we see him against the Cowboys? I assume we do. And the thing is, Dolphins, I, I struggle to get my head around, are they a true contender? Because they haven't been anyone good yet. I mean, they blew out the Jets, but they couldn't score against Kansas City in Germany. They got... Boat raced by the Bills a couple of months ago. I think they play the Bills again still, which would be a massive game last week, last week of the season to potentially get Buffalo into the playoffs. They need a big scalp. And Dallas, they might not be a superstar team, but they're probably a, two, a top five, six side in the NFL. Can they take care of Dallas? It's it's still a big question. And you've got the, the tour aspect. Can Tua play well against the big teams? And Dallas are a fearsome defense. They're not a great defense, but they've got some really 
impactful players on that side of the ball. Do you think that Miami can beat Dallas and finally get a good game out of Tua against a great pass rush? Yeah, in this game, I'm leaning towards the Cowboys only because exactly what you talked about. Miami have been really good against lower teams this year, but they just haven't performed as well against big dog teams in the league. And I think it's fair enough to put Cowboys in that bracket um, despite last week. So um, I want Michael Daniels to prove that he can go against the big teams and just his team can perform uh, flawlessly. And I think this is a big chance for the Miami Dolphins to prove a lot to the league, but also to get the 49ers and some other teams you know, really wary of them mm. towards the end of the year. Because we talked about before, like we really need a powerhouse to come out of the AFC. Um, and no one's really teetering every week. Like Ken C, look like they're coming back to their old self, then they go down again. Um, Bills have been up and down. Dolphins have had some bad losses. Um, and the Ravens have been winning without being super impressive. So I would love in these last few weeks to one of those teams just start to hit some form. Especially with Miami, though, they still have the one seat up for grabs. If the Ravens were to lose to San Francisco, maybe win a couple of games in the year, the Ravens falter again. They can still get home field throughout the AFC. It, I don't know. I, it's still it's hard for me to take Miami seriously. As much as I love their offense, is because they can they do it against the good teams. And the big question is, can Dallas stop Raheem Mostert in this game? He had 21 total touchdowns. But we saw what James Cook did to this defense two weeks ago. It was 200 total yards from, from the running back from Buffalo. We haven't seen much of James Cook at all this year. Do you think that can slow down the running game of the Miami Dolphins? Because we talk about Tua, talk about Jalen Waddle, we talk about their ability to throw the ball, but is there a rushing attack? Is that actually the key to winning this game? Is it is it running down the Dallas Cowboys' throats? I think so. I think um, at the end of the day, though, like Miami have the ability to do it in both ways. They can throw on you and they can run on you. So that's the advantage of building a high-powered offense, and that's what makes them a great team. I think for them it's just about being able to defensively keep teams to lower scores as well. So um, Dak and the rest of that offense was really stifled last week. Um, I'd love to see if Miami can do that themselves, but I don't have the confidence that they will. Mm. So you know, my pick would be um, that the Cowboys rebound this week. and we In leave, Miami? Ooh. Yeah, and that we leave this week being as unsure about the Dolphins as we've mm. been for a lot of the year. Wow, and probably unsure about the Cowboys because we probably don't have them as a, a true true total contender ability to beat San Francisco. But if they were to win this game, you might think, okay, maybe they can win the Super Bowl. Maybe they can go all the way. Probably not because they haven't been near it for 30 years, but I'd love to see Dallas back in action in the big games of the season. Just quickly, are we going to see finally one of the best wide receivers in football in CeeDee Lamb go head-to-head with with, uh, Jalen Ramsey? Will we see a great cornerback wide receiver matchup? That would be nice. I'm not sure if uh, Jalen Ramsey still has the the turn of pace to to do a lot with CeeDee Lamb. Like, think he's more in, he's not that old but he just feels to me like he's like early 30s yeah he seems to me like he's on the uh the back end a little bit but he's still crafty he can still get a pick here and there and he still can be in the right place 29 not that old 29 yeah it just says as i said like he's not old but he feels like he's he's aged um probably because he's been on like four or five teams at this mm. point um but i think for this matchup like um cd lamb got held pretty last well, week as well. Uh, yeah, like 15 or so yards. He got a rushing touch at the very end of the game. Yeah. But Dallas effectively got shut out for perhaps the entire contest in Buffalo. Yeah, and, and obviously it's a you know Bills defense that we weren't as strong on because they've had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, so that says a lot about the Bills. But then does it also say a lot about this Cowboys offense? Like, I know. If you can get stifled by underperforming or underhealthy Bills D, you know, it, you're going to have to prove to me this week that you can do it. But... 
Cowboys, man. It's, it's one week up, one week down. It's a roller coaster. And you yeah. know that, unfortunately, the Cowboys franchise, when it gets to the playoffs, they're going to put up some sort of stink fest and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be repeat the same next year. It feels like they're accursed in the way that Collingwood accursed and that it takes 30, 40 years to finally get over that hump. But it doesn't feel like this is the team to do it. It feels no. like they've got the revenants. They've got the couple of pieces. You know, Lamb's great player. I love, you know, the defensive line's always great. Michael Parson, Dax had a really good year, but it feels like they're just on the precipice of breaking through, but this isn't quite the east side. Finally, poll predictions. What have you got in your Christmas stocking for your big poll prediction for Christmas weekend, D? I've got one locked and loaded to go. I visited it before with my Christmas McCaffrey. What do mm. you have for us? I'm not sure if you're going to say this is bold, only because the Raiders put 63 on them last week. But I think when your coach gets fired, you always get a bit of a rebound effect. And uh, the Chargers have had a long preparation week. They had a few extra days of rest. So I'm going to go with the Bills putting a 50-burger on the LA Chargers. in Los Angeles as well. Yeah, I think uh, this Bills defense is starting to hum. And I don't think they want to take any backward steps. I think they want to continue this bit of promise, a bit of excitement for the uh, Bills Mafia. And I think that... uh, Putting a 50-burger on the Chargers could really get them going and, and start to get the Miami Dolphins quick in their boots. Paul Giff-Smith, first game as head coach, you're saying he's going to cop another 50-burger? The thing is, if you think about it, though, when the last coach had 63 put on the last week, you can sell it to the fans and the franchises like a you know, two-touchdown improvement. That's good there. I like that. That's, that is a very, very berserker take. Actually, we got better by about 14 points. We had a 63 put on our heads. Poor Chargers. Like, you know the Chargers are my second team. Like I've always really? backed the Chargers. I always loved Phil Rivers. Chargers are a lot of people's second team. The problem is that no one's first team. Is, is <laughs> the, the, the correct, absolutely problem. no one is the yeah. first team. That's rough. That's rough. I expect something similar. I'm going to play, uh, what's his name? Tyler Bass? Is he the kicker? I'm going to play him in fantasy. Yeah. yeah, yeah I reckon yeah. he can kick a couple of field goals in that uh, game. I reckon yeah. it's going to be all touchdowns. Like extra points is, is never good for kickers. Oh, okay. Well, if I listen to your advice, I'd be out of the playoffs already, all right? So I'm going to keep it with the Tyler Bass. My, bold, my big bold prediction day. I'm going to go with Christmas McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have three touchdowns and let's say 180 all-purpose yards in the big game on Boxing Day. What do you say about that? Do you think he's going to vault himself into the MVP ooh, co-favoritism or is it going to be a Purdy game? He's going to throw for three touchdowns, Brock Purdy. Yeah, look, it's a, uh, it's a challenging one. I think you don't know with San Francisco. That's the thing. It's a bit of a lottery. Like, yeah. It could be a Debo 3-TD game. Like, I know, it could no be all, all rushing touchdowns for Debo. Yeah, like uh, I think the the safe bet is um, that Purdy will have the stronger game only because you could have a Kittle game, you could have a IU game, you can have mm. a Debo game, and you can have a McCaffrey receiving game. That's the thing. You can have McCaffrey score three touchdowns and yeah. two of them <laughs> be receiving touchdowns. That's what happened last week. I think they're going to try and get Purdy involved. Sorry, and get CMC involved. I think they want him to be in that MVP conversation. I feel like I feel like Purdy might have another three, four chances at it in the next little while. Mm. Um, but CMC, like when you get older as a running back, the chances as a running back to be in the MVP conversation, they're once a career. Well, who's the last MVP? Adrian Peterson. Yeah. That was. 2011, 2010, 2011. And before that was LaDainian Thompson, like 2006. It just doesn't happen very often. I was looking at the stats. I think through 15 weeks, a player to have this many yards and 15 touchdowns, there's been like six in the last like 40 years and three of one MVP. So you had, obviously, you had Adrian Peterson, you had Christian McCaffrey, I think it was LaDainian Thompson. Like it's just so rare for a running back to be in this conversation. And are we removing Tyreek Hill from this conversation after missing, what, effectively one and a half games? Can he still win MVP if he puts up a big show against the Dallas Cowboys? 
I think that people are, were already struggling to kind of get behind a wide receiver MVP. You lose a game, you come back, and you're not 100%. I feel like people just forget about you voting-wise. Mm. Unless he like, goes berserk. You need like yeah. a 200-yard 200, 200 game. Which is sad because the stats are still amazing. Still leading the comp. Yeah, if he, if he, if he, if he had another game with 100-plus yards, it would still be a really impressive feat. I just think that the MVP, MVP conversation is so unique in a sense that it just... Every week, it sort of chops and changes as a new favorite each week. Mm. And once they move on from you, like I don't move know. on from you, it's like <laughs> I saw a great Dak Prescott two weeks ago was I, like the yeah, guy. But yeah. I saw a great meme. It was um, you know Toy Story. Who, who's the kid uh, in Toy Story? Sid. Uh, no, but the, the guy is Andy. Andy. Yeah. So he had a toy, and it was Devontae A Chain. He's yeah. like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> Throw him on the ground because A Chain has no carries last yeah. two weeks. It's got what happened to Dak Prescott last week. He was favorite above Brock Purdy. Get blown out by Buffalo. He's like, you know, eight, eight bucks now. People don't want to talk about him. It's funny how it changes week to week in the NFL. It, it really is an award that gets awarded in the last four weeks of the season. We can't put too much stock into what's happened before here because Brock Purdy lost, what, three games in a row? But he didn't have Debo Samuel in those games. George Kittle was injured in those games. So was CMC. It's, and his head it's was funny how it happens. Things. Well, yeah. who want to talk about that? He was concussed, but he's still playing out there. So it's a big issue in the NFL. We're going to talk about that at the moment. D, little mini pod for you all this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Big, big Christmas coming up. What are your plans for Christmas? Not too much for the uh, the old family Christmas, uh, everyone getting together. But um, I think uh, there's been rumours that there's been maybe a bit of a special exclusive video potentially what? being recorded. And really? Released. Yeah. A little promo a, video? I think it might involve both me and you. Wow. I'm excited for that. Yes. I I'll, think it might be a Christmas Day drop, potentially. I think potentially Christmas Day morning. Going to get back in the lab tonight and tomorrow and work on editing it. But yeah, I think a little bit of a video for all the diehards out there. I think you might enjoy it. And also, Boxing Day night, Derek and I will be back in the studio to do a special collab, hopefully with the Stretch Mark 4s, for a big Boxing Day extravaganza. Excited for this one, day. A bit of NBA, bit of NFL, and a little bit of cricket as well. Yeah, I think, you know, just lads talking sport. Guys it's, being it's, dudes. It's such a unique... Uh, Boxing Day and Christmas time where there's just so much sport. We've got EPL even. We've got cricket. Oh, Liverpool Arsenal tonight. Yeah. So Might even get Dane on the on the pod. If Arsenal lose, it won't be on. I think uh, just be able to digest everything and talk about the big stories will be good. And hopefully you can uh, sink one or two beers and, and catch up. Because obviously being in Melbourne is a bit of a treat itself and just you know, being in person. Well, I just messaged Dane and he said, do you like not being in Melbourne? So it's, it's kind of like a, a bit of a mystery when you saunter into town. Then you just vanish like Batman. You say, yeah, I'm here. Do a couple of things and you slowly creep out of you. But I've got you locked in for a couple of podcasts for this week. Yeah, I absolutely can't wait. You have. I've been in, the, in Melbourne for about 18 hours or so and I feel like I spent... Nine of them here working on <laughs> quite in contact. Oh, you've been so here since about two o'clock. My allegiances are, are strong. <laughs> I love to have you back here, D. That is it for this week's episode of The Late Snap. We'll hopefully hear you. Well, you'll hear us, actually. We don't really hear much from you. You'll hear us in your earballs on about the 27th of December when I put out the special Boxing Day podcast. Until then, enjoy a massive couple of days of NFL action. We'll do this all again very soon. Pleasure as always, D. Merry Thank Christmas. You. Merry Christmas.